produce both time and money. If it doesn't do both, then it's not a business. It's just a job. Welcome to Meet the Coach. I'm Carla Regan, your host, and today we're talking to a true business owner coach. Now, that's an important distinction. He doesn't work with teams. He doesn't work with executives. He only works with business owners one-to-one. To date, uh, he has worked with over 350 coaches over the last 20 years, helping them to either grow their business, uh, save their business, or turn their business around so they can get the lifestyle that they want and that they deserve. Uh, Our guest today is Mr. Bruce Frame from Bruce Frame, business owner, coach. And Bruce, you join us from Victoria. Welcome. Thanks, Carla. Great pleasure to be here. And I I really look forward to this interview. Great. Well, I love that you're very specific in who you work with. Um, So I'd love to ask you some questions that probably many business owners may want to know some of the answers to. So is it okay if we just dive straight in? Go for it. Oh, terrific. So as we emerge from COVID-19, what do you see as the major challenges that business owners need to face uh, in this post-pandemic world? Of those that have survived, and I think that's the qualifier straight up, of those that have survived, um, they're, they're, in a, um, they're in three groups. Uh, the first group is they, they're, they're struggling, they've come out the other end and they're trying to make ends meet and they're just trying to make it work. Um, the second group is they found a way to make it survivable uh, through COVID and they, they've come out the other end basically where they were two years ago. And then the third group is they've had the best two years of their lives in business. So it really depends on which category they fit into. Those that have uh, really struggled have got to get back in control of their finances. And as as, uh, Keith Cunningham always said, uh, finance is the language of business. So you have to understand where your finances are. You have to understand where your money comes from and where it goes to. And then you have to find a way to generate more income without spending more. So that's that's the focus for the first group. The second group, those that have find, found a way to survive, they're looking for a way to exploit the opportunities that the rebound from the pandemic has presented. So we, um, we were promised this early on and uh, in Victoria where we had the longest lockdown of anywhere in the world. Uh, it's taken us a fair while to actually get going and it really wasn't until after Easter, that we saw this start to happen. So the um, the, the second group, existers as I call them, they, they need to find a way to excel. So they need to be focused on marketing and recruiting. Unfortunately, there's a real dearth of employees at the moment with so many people not available to work. So there's a, a challenge there. Uh, and so they need to think about what is their recruitment system and what is their onboarding system and does that actually suit the needs of the business now? Um, my father always said you get the people you deserve and I think that's true. And so the people you have are good enough. So work harder in, on yourself than you do on the business. So find a way to grow yourself and use the people that you have and the people that you can get and don't worry about trying to get the best people, I guess is what I'm saying. And then the third group, what I call the excellers, those that are that are really uh, 
turn a rocket ship around. They, they need to uh, uh, substantiate that. They need to find a way to stop it now dropping back. And so their focus is really systems and structure. They, they need to look at how do, we, how do we get the best possible structure in the business so that the business can operate at its new level without the owners being hands-on 24-7 to make the business work. I really love that you've categorised where business owners are in their business growth or development. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's probably a lot of business owners watching and listening to us right now, working out which category that they fit in. So based on that, Bruce, does every business owner need a business owner coach? Obviously, I'm going to say yes. Um, But let let me just point out what I think is the obvious truth. I have a coach. I have always had a coach in my coaching business. My coach is one of the most senior coaches in Australia. He's very well known. He's, he now only has three clients and I'm one of them uh, because he has other business ventures that he's involved in. But I rely on him the same way my clients rely on me. The truth is uh, it's lonely at the top. This, this is an adage that's been around forever and it's true. It's lonely at the top. Owning a business is lonely and having people that you can actually rely on to give you the honest truth not not the colored truth Uh, one of my early clients said to me one day you are the only person i can be truly honest with about my business Uh, she was a hairdresser and her her partner was a, uh, a mathematician and so if she said to him that the business was struggling his response would be, well, what do you know? You're only a hairdresser. You know, it, was, it was that sort of dismissiveness. Um, and she said, if I, if I was to talk to the staff and say business is going really well, they want a pay rise. And if I say business is struggling, then they go looking for another job. And the same sort of thing happens with customers. And my accountant really doesn't care. They're just putting the numbers together to make sure my tax is good. And, and that's what they should do, and that's fine. Uh, the bank doesn't care, provided I pay the loan. So... No one really cares except you. If I say to you, business is really struggling, you help me find solutions and you push me in the direction I need to go. Um, And if I tell you business is going well, you challenge me to do better. And so uh, having a coach for her and for me, because it's the same for me, having a coach for us is a way to think outside our our own headspace, to be able to look at it from an external perspective and see the bigger picture. They, uh, they say you can't see your own ball spot. Obviously I can, but most people can't see their own ball spot. And, and it's true, you need a third party perspective. I need a third party perspective. And I think everyone in business needs that third party, third party perspective. And the, the differentiation you made early, thank you very much, between a business coach and a business owner coach is something that came to me perhaps 10 years ago now. I am very focused on the owner of the business. I want to make the owner's life better. And the only way I can make the owner's life better is to give them a business that does what they need. And that is produce both time and money. If it doesn't do both, then it's not a business. It's just a job. And it may be the worst job in the world because you're working for someone who doesn't know how to run a business. So it's really important to, to get that differentiation. If you're looking for an expert in your field, 
you're not looking for a business owner coach. You're, you're really looking for a consultant. And and if you you know if you want a consultant, that's fine. If you ask a consultant a time, they will uh, buy a watch on your account and tell you the time. Whereas if you ask a coach the time, they will ask you what you think the time is and then give you feedback. And I think that's the role of the coach to challenge the client to find out what it is they know, what it is they don't know, find out where they want to go, find out why they're not going there now, and then create the path and hold them to account. Because good coaching at the end is all about accountability. I love your distinction with that, Bruce. And I wrote down uh, delivering the coloured truth. <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of business coaches out there. There's, there's a lot of coaches. Um, there's not a lot of business owner coaches that I've come across and that, that's why I was excited to to dive a bit deeper into what you do and what you offer so in terms of business owners out there what should they be looking for in a, if they're considering engaging a coach a business owner coach what should they be looking for because I think that's that's going to be adding some value to uh, this research they should be looking for as as my coach said I mean, many many years ago their most unreasonable friend. So they they want to be friendly. You can't be friends. I, I think in business you can't be friends. You can be friendly, but you can't be friends. And so I think they should be looking for someone they can be friendly with, that they've got a rapport with, that they uh, that they respect, that they understand, but someone who will not agree with them and and accept that what they're doing is okay. They get enough of that from friends and family. I'm not having a go at friends and family. It's just true. It's not that they don't want them to succeed. It's that they don't want them to be sad. And so friends and family will tell you what they think you want to hear. A good coach will tell you what they think is true, regardless of whether that is what you want to hear or not. And so that's the unreasonable friend part. They 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 won't say what you what you hope they will say they will say what they think is true sometimes it's what they what you hope they will say but sometimes it's not and uh, i always say to my clients uh, i will tell you what i think is true and if that's unpleasant then i apologize for it now but it's not going to hold me back so when you when you say what should you look for in someone uh, in, a, in a business owner coach someone you could be friendly with friendly with not friends with someone you could be friendly with someone that you respect someone whose opinion makes sense and someone that will hold you to account and not hold back. And you have been a unreasonable friend to over 350 business owners. Uh, so that's 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 a quite an impressive record over the last 20 years. So let's get down to a little bit more of the detail. You know, what type of investment um, do business owners need to make and what type of a return on investment can they expect from investing in a business owner coach? Can you just explore that a little bit, Bruce? So um, this, this question comes up a lot. People want to say, how much does it cost? And the truth is, in, in, a, in, a, uh, in an offhand way, I like to say business coaching is free because you make more money working with a coach than you do without. Now, having said that, yes, is an investment up front. You need to be able to fund it for at least 90 days. If you can fund it for 90 days, then your coach should be able to show you how they can make more money with you than without within 90 days. Now, having said that, what does it actually cost? 
it's going to cost somewhere between $800 and $2,500 a month. And it depends on the client. It doesn't depend on the coach. So I like to think that there are that there are four levels of business owners that start working with me. The first is what I call technician. And I define a technician as someone who is more than 50% hands-on. So if they're spending more than half their time doing what the business does, if they're electricians like I used to be, that's on the tools. If they're accountants, and I've worked with accountants, then they're in the office actually doing the, the accounting work for customers. Um, and lawyers and doctors, and it's, it's all the same. It's the same type of business. It's just a different approach to what the business does. But if the owner is spending more than half their time doing the work of the business, then they're a technician, and they would start at the lower end of my price scale. The next level up, uh, I call manager. So they are less than 50% hands-on, but they can't get away. So the business only works when they are there. So it could be all the way up to 99% hands off, but they can't get away. If they go away for you know more than a couple of weeks, the thing just falls apart. That's manager. They're still heavily involved in keeping the business running. The next level up is multiplier. They've now got a business that, and sorry, the pricing for that, that's mid-range, you know, in the in the one to two thousand dollar range. And then um, the, uh, the multiplier, they've now got a business that works when they're not there. They can go away for extended periods of time, but they've got to the practical capacity of the business. If they're, what's a good example, a hairdressing salon, it's got 10 chairs and they're 80% occupied. You can't go any further unless you open another one. So they're a multiplier. They are now looking for an opportunity to go further. They're going to be at the top of that range. Uh, in pricing and then the fourth one is what i call the entrepreneur and they're doing one of the four f's finish float flog franchise so if they're going to do any of those four when they start with me then they are an entrepreneur and uh, entrepreneurs price price on application because it varies so much depending on what i'm dealing with i mean sometimes it's a board of directors and that's a whole other ball game so uh, i think that most of my clients start as either technicians or managers, and so that price range between $800 and $2,000 is about where I would expect them to be. And it varies depends on depending on how much work I believe will be involved for me, uh, because the amount of time that I spend with my client, I spend twice that amount of time working on that business without my client. And so there, there's a um, is a practical limit on what I can actually do. Does that help? Yeah, it's really good. And I was just thinking about your four levels that I was going to ask you where do most of the clients fit? And I suspected it would be in the technician and the, the management level. Um, yeah. So speaking about those two levels specifically, because I know uh, I read somewhere recently that um, new business registrations have actually are on the rise over the last 18 months. Um, so probably a lot of them fall into that technician management uh, arena. Yeah. What are the risks to those, Bruce, that don't invest in a business owner coach? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Bless you. (laughs) Yeah, what are those risks to those business owners that, you know, choose not to invest in a 
in a coach? Uh, a reasonably well-known statistic is that 80% of businesses fail in the first five years. And I wrote a book some years ago and I wrote that in the book and I thought, if I'm going to write this in the book, I better make pretty sure that it's true. So I had my my VA do some, do some uh, research and if it's not exactly true, it is very, very close. Uh, and it's really unfortunate, but that's what happens with businesses. Uh, they fail and they fail for lots of reasons, but there are five big ones. The first is they, they really don't know what they're doing. They, they literally got into a business where they had no understanding of it at all. They fail quickly and spectacularly and generally there's not a lot I can do to help them. The second is they run out of money. They can't cash flow it long enough to make it profitable. Generally, they fail right on the point of when it could turn around. And, and that's really disappointing. The third group have got um, a product or service that the community doesn't want. They're trying to sell fridges in the Antarctic and it just doesn't work. The fourth group, uh, they, they've got a product or service, but their price point makes it uh, unaffordable. So they're selling heaters in the Antarctic, but they cost $10,000 each. And so it just doesn't work. And then the fifth group uh, have got some sort of asset problem. They've got the wrong building, the wrong machines, the wrong stock, the wrong people, the wrong location, something structurally wrong. They're the five big reasons uh, why businesses fail in the first uh, uh, five years. But what's not well known is of those that survive the first five years, 80% fail in the second five years. Mm -hmm. And the reason they fail in the second five years, there's only one. The owner gives up, they burn out. It's just too hard. The business works, it makes a profit, everyone gets paid, even the owner gets paid, but it only works because they work so many hours and they are just totally exhausted and they give up and walk away. And that is my target market. The group that has got through most of the first five years, and of course, it's not exactly five years, it's three to seven, but they've got through those five major problems and they're in danger of the, the sixth problem. And they're the ones I really want to help. That's my group. Thanks. And it just brings back to your previous point of uh, the benefit of investing 90 days, you know, three yeah. months business just to ensure that you can see where you are and where you categorize what level they're at and what type of support or where they need to focus uh, their attention on as a business owner for their business. Uh, I yeah. think it's a really nice wrap up, Bruce, and you've been very generous in, in sharing and mapping that out for business owners. And I can see how you've created a really successful business uh, because of the way that you work. My absolute pleasure, Carla. I, I enjoy working with business owners. I love working with business owners. I do this. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And, and you, can tell, you... Um, you, you um, can tell you. You can tell you. You light up, and you you know you're you're in your genius zone, which is terrific. And yeah, I, I'm I glad it. I got the opportunity to interview you today. Yeah. Um, final question um, to you, you know, we, we have the pleasure of listing you um, on the coaching directory. What does that mean to you and your business, Bruce? All businesses have to generate new business all the time. So I'm fortunate in that my retention of clients is very low. 
And so I describe it as a gold mine. I've got a, a gold mine that's got a long, strong reef of gold, but I only have one gold mine. And so I always need an ability to generate a new client base. And that's the coaching directory to me. It's the ability to uh, have someone uh, working away in the background to produce the occasional client for me. I produce clients myself through networking and referrals. And that's where all of the, the, the bulk of my clients has come from over the last 20 years. Um, but the, the coaching directory allows me to have uh, an activity in a different area that is not within my narrow field, a, a different field where I can produce clients that are, that are new and potentially produce another gold mine. So that's why coaching directory is important to me. Uh, terrific, Bruce. And look, that brings us to the end of our interview. And thank you for joining us on Meet the Coach. You've actually answered some really obvious questions for business owners. And I appreciate you sharing some of the insights that you've captured, you've collated over the last uh, 20 odd years uh, on behalf of working with and inspiring business owners. You're most welcome. It's been my absolute pleasure. And as always, thank you to you for watching, uh, listening and for following our Meet the Coach series. Uh, if you like our show, please rate and review us and we look forward to catching you in our next episode. This is Carla Regan from The Coaching Directory where we connect you to your ideal coach. Bye for now.